Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Dr. Rissy. Dr. Rissy, you are found on the web at drrissyswriting.com. And if you need the spelling, just click on the information button, the show notes, however you find that. We've got a link directly to Dr. Rissy's website. Well, Dr. Rissy, what a fun name to say. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Now, is the doctor honorary like Dr. Dre or is it more, if, did you actually, you got a PhD? Yeah, I earned it. I have a, my master's in communication and my doctorate in arts and literature. Wow. Excellent. Okay. Well, take us through, uh, a, you know, a, a high level overview of what you do. Sure. So um, I own Dr. Risty's Writing Marketing. We are a 360 marketing company, uh, meaning that we do SEO ads, PR, and social media. And a lot of people will hear that and they'll go, oh my gosh, that's a lot of stuff. But they all go hand in hand. And the thing that connects them is writing. So if you write great articles, it's going to help your SEO. And then that's going to help your social media because you can share it on your social media. And when you have good social media, it helps your SEO. So all the things we do go together and help our clients. I also own a book publishing company and that's kind of how I got even more into marketing because you know to publish these books and to have them be successful, we had to market them the right way. So mm-hmm. I learned as I went with the publishing company and then um, you know really grew this marketing company to be what it is. And we are currently ranked number one in PR and social media by Thumbtack for the New York and New Jersey area. Um, well, that doesn't sound so bad. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, when you talk about the quality of writing, talk about, you know, if we're looking at it strictly from an SEO perspective, because, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we're it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to invest this money in creating this content. Well, I hopefully I get some great business out of it and Google will reward me for that. Um, why is quality writing valuable or why is it um, essential as opposed to, I'm just going to uh, have an AI spit out a bunch of words and or have something maybe poorly written by, you know, maybe a non-native speaker or something like that. I'm just going to go the cheap route Um, to to talk about the value and the ROI component to investing in great content. Yeah, I mean, there are a few things that uh, we copywriters have to take in mind. The first is we're writing not just for humans, but we're also writing for AI. So you need to know how to properly use your keywords. And there are a lot of people out there who make SEO sound super complicated and like nobody can understand it. But really, it's a matter of thinking about keywords that people are actually going to be searching and putting them in there. And not just keywords that people are searching, but keywords that are competitive enough uh, where people are searching for them, but not so oversaturated that nobody finds you. For example, I have an insurance company that I work with. And if I just put car insurance in there, we would be eaten up alive by Geico and all the big guys. But mm-hmm. if we are very specific and, you know, he does contractor's liability insurance. And we say contractor's liability insurance in Boise, Idaho. Now he's cornered that market because Geico's not going after something that specific. So now the thousands of people who search that every month are finding my clients. Um, so it, it's about thinking about what people are going to be searching and how the AI shows them that. So that's the first step. That's SEO. But then there's a the component of getting people to actually read what you're writing. Mm. 
Um, and that is so important because you have people competing all the time on social media. We're constantly being inundated with information uh, everywhere. It's just constant articles and videos and just there's so much to look at. So if I'm scrolling and I see an article that's poorly written or isn't appealing to my emotions, I'm not going to read. I'm going to go, oh, this sucks. I'm going to go on to the next one. So you want to make sure that your writing is appealing to people's emotions. You want to either have them Mm. um, experience excitement, fear, anger, something that's going to get them to act. uh, And that's going to keep them reading. Um, And you want to, you want to hook them. You want to keep them there so that it it takes uh, somebody who is skilled at writing to do that. Yeah. Um, and so where did you, what, in terms of your background into this world, um, I, I don't know, if, you know, when you were in high school, you had aspirations of being, a, a, you know, a web, primarily a web-based copywriter. Um, but it, it, how did you find yourself uh, in, in, in this world? Yeah. So uh, in high school, I had published my, self-published my first book and learned a lot from that because- uh, Classic thought- overachiever. Well, I thought, okay, I wrote a book. Everybody's just going to read it. They're just going to magically know about it. And I learned very quickly, oh, shoot, you have to promote this thing. Uh, So that was my first understanding of, okay, it's not enough just to write something. And and I've taken that even with writing a blog article. You can't just write a blog article and expect people to read it. You need to promote it on social. You need to have it ranking. So I learned that lesson early. And then uh, literally a few months after I published the book, um, I started freelancing online, uh, copy editing. And um, it, it went well. I copy edited a few uh, children's books that, you know, I was basically a child myself. So people had me edit their children's books. Huh. And that turned into copywriting. And then I had clients saying, hey, you know, um, can you add SEO to this? I didn't know what that, that was at that point. So I started learning about SEO. Um, and so that was, you know, it, I was in high school, but I was in a biomedical science academy. I was geared towards becoming a medical doctor. Um, but I realized that I was rushing through my biomed homework to work on my editing and my writing and all that. And I was, I realized, Hmm, I think I have a passion for this more than that. And that was how I got into it. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So who do you typically work with then? Yeah. So we have worked with everybody from, we've written eBooks and white papers for Microsoft and HP. So some bigger clients Mm. to much smaller clients. Like we work with a company that all they do is sell fancy napkins, like the napkins that you see at (laughs) weddings and birthdays, that's them. Mm. Um, So, I mean, we've worked with quite the gamut over the past year and a half, given the situation and so many places closing down, we really shifted our focus to medical practitioners. We work with a lot of uh, medical doctors and, you know, being that I had that experience in the, um, that I was going to become a medical doctor. Um, you know, I, I always have that kind of closeness. I love working with them and helping them, uh, to promote their own practices, to help people. Um, we also obviously work with a lot of authors because of the book publishing company and the, the books published. Um, but I think that the biggest thing that connects everybody is, uh, we like working with startups and innovative companies. So, um, Almost all the businesses that we work with, with the exception of the big ones I mentioned, like HP and Microsoft, they're small businesses and they're startups. Yeah. And and I consider medical practitioners and authors small businesses as well, because, you know, if, if I'm working with a chiropractor, you know, she has a small office. It's a small business that needs to be promoted the way a small business would be. Mm. If I were to play a uh, do, 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 I want to give you like a music intro and I would love for you to give me a state of the union because I know you do a lot of work when it comes to social as well. What do you see working well in social media today? 
Yeah. What I love about social media is that uh, it truly is uh, there. It connects a lot of people. I will never forget. um, Again, going back to high school, the first Mm -hmm. one of my very first clients was somebody in Australia having me edit her book. And I had never met anybody in Australia before. And I just thought this is the coolest thing in the world. I'm working with somebody across the world. Like, you know, before that, I was in my own little pod. Like, you know, you just you saw your other people in New Jersey. That's it. But I worked with that person in Australia. Then a week later, I had somebody in Pakistan contact me. I'm like, holy cow, I, I've never talked to anybody in Pakistan. This is so cool. Um, so it definitely made the world feel a lot smaller. Social media fake makes the world feel smaller. I think people have gotten a lot more compassionate. Uh, you know, we hear a lot about how the world is, is uh, burning and there's so much wrong in the world. And there are definitely things to improve in the world. But I think there have been such great strides so quickly over the past decade or two because of the power of social media, because of the dialogues that have been allowed to happen that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And I think that more people have a voice that, you know, pr- Previously, it was pretty much just traditional mainstream media. That was it. Now you have all these smaller channels where people can uh, have these dialogues. Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna just going to, if you don't mind, I want to do that. I want to get your take on, because you, you do, the copywriting touches nearly everything we do. Um, and so it, it's, it's vital. It's, it's, so I look at you and the services you provide um, is just being, foundational to everything that we're doing. I mean, everything is copy. I mean, even if it's just extemporaneously delivered, there's an opportunity then, let's say, for example, this podcast. Well, I could take this podcast and I could put the boring old, you know, my our little note taker bot friend that's in here right now is just doing a transcription, right? That's not how people read. And Google, uh, again, likes to index and rank stuff that is written in the way that people like to read. So a transcription by itself is not, not going to be real effective. Um, and it's going to take, you know, again, the skills of a copywriter to make it what it needs to be. Um, but I, I just want to share that, right? So, so um, you know, to, to my fellow business owners, make sure that you've got talent uh, that that is don't don't cheap out on this too much, right? I've written, we've all read bad quality content, and I think that that reflects poorly on the brand. So if you're marketing to you know a certain caliber of audience or a certain volume of audience, just know that um, you are probably not going to attract. And I'll take I'll get your take on this, uh, Doctor Rissy. You're probably not going to attract. A, a caliber of client or a volume or client that exceeds your level of investment when it comes to how you communicate um, with words. I, that, that's my take on it, right? It's kind of like the same thing with branding, right? If your branding on a scale from one to 10 is like a three, it's going to be real hard for you to do business with six, sevens, and eights. The same thing with copy. If your copy's at a three, like we can see it and it just, it's just it's not connecting. I'd love, love your take from strictly, let's think about it from like a sales perspective, kind of like, as I was describing. Yeah. I, I think it's indicative. Uh, the quality of somebody's website and content is definitely indicative of how much effort they're going to put into your work. Um, a lot of the time, you know, so if you see them skimping on their blog articles and, and, and not being of high quality, if they're not taking the care in their own work, then 
what's to say they're going to take the care of in your work. Uh, so I, I definitely think that that rings true. I think that having quality content shows uh, your potential uh, new leads and, and clients that you do uh, take what you do seriously and that you're going to work hard for them as well. And, um, you know, I do understand, and, and I've done this too, where you, sometimes you put your clients first and you let your own content suffer. Um, and I, I get that, but I, uh, I, I think that, uh, it is important to put your brand as well at the forefront mm -hmm. and make it shine so that it, it looks good to potential clients. Yeah. Let's talk about public relations because I know you do a lot of work there. Um, talk about the work that you do there. And again, the role of great writing and particularly, you know, what is the kind of writing that is going to generate positive uh, ROI from PR. And, and, and I just, I like, you know, I don't know if you know, so my background, like I I'm the, you know, I've been in the press over 23, 2400 times now. And I know the words you use I've seen. And I, as a, as, as a syndicated newspaper column uh, columnist, like I get bad pitches almost every day. And it's like, ah, it is a non-starter doctor. Uh, Dr. Rissy, please help the people out. <laughs> How yeah. can they do better on their copywriting when it comes to getting PR? Because as a journalist, I implore you, get get your stuff together before you send me email. Yeah, it's it's actually, it's the same thing. I became a contributor for Entrepreneur last week. Before that, I was a contributor for Entertainment Weekly. And wow. I know the pitches that just becoming an entrepreneur contrib contributor last week, I've already gotten at least 10 pitches from people. An entrepreneur doesn't allow guest posts like that anymore, by the way. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting <laughs> all these pitches from people with article ideas that, you know, they're basically just throwing an article at you. And uh, yeah, that, that's not the best way to go about it. Um, you want to definitely have something quality to share, have value uh, for, yes. for the, the people who you want to reach. Um, yeah. So, and, honestly, and, if someone, if someone sends you a pitch and they're like, you should talk about our company. Cause it's the bee's knees. It's really amazing. And it blah, 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 blah. <laughs> where, where do you file that email? Um, yeah, usually it's, uh, you know, I'd like to respond to people. I, I yeah. don't like ghosting, but it depends on how respectfully they sent it. Right. Uh, if I could see it's just a form email that they're sending to everybody, it is going yeah. just, it, it, I'm ignoring it. Uh, yeah. If it's something where, okay, they, they addressed it to me. They clearly, you know, did a little bit of homework. I might say something, but it's, it's almost always going to be a no. Well, with entrepreneur it has to be a no, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in, in that case, I, I might, you know, point them in the direction of uh yeah, just looking into um, high domain authority websites. Like there are a lot of high domain authority websites and periodicals that are taking pitches. Um, and and those, the great thing about PR is how closely related it is to SEO. So, you know, for example, if you get published on a website that has a domain authority of like a 90 with a backlink, you're golden. It's going to really help your SEO. So I always go into PR thinking about our SEO as well. Um, even doing a podcast, that's good for your SEO is getting your name out there. Somebody searches that they're going to find these shows. It just, everything with PR goes hand in hand with your other things that you're doing, your SEO, social media, all that. Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, you know, in terms of like, um, the elements of a pitch, and I don't know if, I know you kind of touched on this just a little bit, but what are some really great elements? Like, what do you want to include? Like, if you really want to get the attention of a journalist. Yeah. Um, so 
definitely the, the first thing is showing that you've actually done some homework. So if I get a pitch and it is, you know, just something canned, forget it. But if they say, oh, I see that you write in the leadership section. I saw that you wrote this article previously about, you know, uh, TikTok. And um, I, I have this article that I wrote about uh, how TikTok and Instagram can work together. I think this might fit in well with your repertoire. If you want me to be a, an SME on your article, I'm happy to to do so. That I like. That's respectful. I had somebody actually send something like that a few days ago. I like that. I, I don't know if I'll necessarily take her up on it, but it was... Uh, it definitely opened a door and I saved her contact info. That was, that was a good thing. It, it showed that, okay, she knows who she's talking to. She did the homework and the article might, she might actually be a good SME. Um, so I think offering value to the person that you're talking to re- remembering that there is a person on the other end uh, that you're, that you're pitching to. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Rissy, your website is drrissyswriting.com. Someone's been listening to us and they're like, okay, Dr. Rissy knows her stuff. I want her to help me. Where do they go? What do they do? Yeah. Um, so I have drrissyswriting.com. Actually, you can even shorten it. Just drrissy.com also works. I have them all redirecting to the same place, but I'm on social media everywhere as Marissa Schwartz and, and Dr. Rissy. So if you type in any of those names, Marissa with an O or Dr. Rissy, You'll find me, connect with me on on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm there. Excellent. All right. Again, drrissyswriting.com. That's R-I-S-S-Y-S, Dr. D-R-R-I-S-S-Y-S, writing.com. Dr. Rissy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.